there, and welcome to Isometric, a gaming podcast from a different perspective. I am Steve Lubitz, and I am here, as always, with uh, Head of Development at Giant Space Cap, Brianna Wu. How are you doing, Bri? Uh, I don't know how I'm doing. I, I made the mistake of watching some of the Law & Order episode oh, about no. me just before I watched <laughs> before this podcast. I'm a little little freaked out, kind of uh, a little bit dark, <laughs> kind of a... Uh, it's very weird seeing someone playing you and people you know on television. So, yeah, kind of a, a super weird day today. Yeah, that's got to be a surreal experience, I Yeah, it's kind of a dark episode. I don't want to spoil it, but uh, the ending of it is not really the most upbeat ending ever. <laughs> so You can pretty much go to like any blog ever today, and any tech or gaming blog, and you can probably read all about it and read an yeah. entire plot summary. Yeah. Yeah, so it is comforting to know if I were kidnapped and people were trying to, you know, sexually assault me, the iced tea would be there to murder them. So well, that's good. You know that that will make me sleep better at night. I, you know, if you can't trust iced tea, who can you trust? Really, I know, right? <laughs> uh, we also have assistant games editor at Pace Magazine, Maddie Myers. How you doing, Maddie? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Didn't watch the Law and Order episode. Chose not to because it seemed like it would be depressing and. That was probably the right choice. It was a good call. Good call. <laughs> Everybody actually actively told me not to watch it. So I took their advice. Thanks, everyone. I've watched enough SVU in the past to know how that was going to go down. And I just kind of could kind of like use the theater of the mind for that I, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I did watch the uh, the live tweets and jokes and things, which is the more lighthearted way to approach that type of dark content, I think. Um, I'm, I mean, there's no trigger warning out there that's really sufficient for the whole show would need to have a trigger warning like well, every five no no minutes. no i i'm i mean there's no trigger warning is great enough to like warning character in the show based on you and will be raped and will quit game development afterwards like, there's nothing that's like encompasses that that horror yeah i i i didn't realize they were gonna go that dark with it i I I guess just because i'm very optimistic but in seeing zoe's tweets about it about the recap of what it was actually about and just your tweets god it sounds extremely depressing so i feel like my advice that i'm going to pass on that i got from everybody else to our listeners is don't watch it (laughs) just don't watch it don't don't encourage svu to keep making exploitative content i i don't think we should do that i i feel like they made a misstep here i don't i don't like that they did it the way that they did her it seemed like zoe was pretty upset and that doesn't seem like the right thing so yeah and jen yeah. frank was upset too because she's like well i was the one who quit and you know i saw some yeah, tweets from her too that weren't great like just seeing everybody watching it and being unhappy last night i i don't know and i know that svu didn't contact anybody to ask them nope well, I don't think they can. I think that's how they can get away with it. Yeah, but they could have asked for, like, a consult. You'd think they would have had Gamer on staff to, like, ask, like, or Ice-T. You'd think you would have been that, that, that <laughs> staff man. They'd be like, so what happens is this woman was just sexually assaulted, and your next line is, I guess they just leveled up. Like, do you feel good about that line <laughs> or bad about that line? Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. That's horrible. Is are you talking like rhetorically, or is that really what? No, that said? was yeah. really a line from the show. Yeah, people yeah. quoted oh. that on Twitter a lot, and there are a lot of other oh. like really corny gaming puns that I don't think were. This is real life. Context. There's no reset button. Yes, yes. That oh, that's like thing. the press X to show respect. You know, like really, that's so inappropriate. Yeah. 
well, you know, it's, this is uh, one of the articles I, re- I read was that this is basically, you know, the people, a lot of the people who watch SVU are the generation who are still afraid of anyone who plays <laughs> right. video games. So, you know, it's aimed more, more at them than at, some, at people like us who aren't watching well, yeah, SVU but anyway. Doesn't that make it even more irresponsible? Because, like, this is the kind of thing that people's moms watch and then they call and they get even more worried. And, like, my mom's already really worried. Like, come on, you know, that's not great. Well, that's network television for you, I guess. But uh, we also have psychotherapist by day and senior editor from iMore.com by night, Georgia Dow. How you doing, Georgia? I'm good. You're, <laughs> that, that's it. You're just you're not no no. You're not gonna you're not gonna try out your Batman voice again. You're you're good with that. I've I've given up. Okay, that's I'm it. sorry. It's lost. Georgia, this is real life. There is no reset button. Give me a powerful <laughs> opening. Let's hear some pizzazz. Come on. Okay, okay, let's try it again. Let's try it again. Try it again. Okay, try again. So we have psychotherapist by day and senior editor for MyBoard.com by night, Georgia Dow. How you doing, Georgia? Boom, chicka, wow, wow. Well, I wasn't expecting that. That that, that was, was that was definitely uh, an intro. That, that was that was something. That I don't know what that was, but that was something. I no, guess Georgia a... just leveled up. <laughs> and it was it was it out of out of context? Was I was it too much? No, it was great. Okay, good. Okay. If yeah. anything, it wasn't enough. I feel like what? next time you need to like put a a slap bass sound effect on your phone that you hold oh. up to your microphone and play. Oh, more ideas for next time. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't give don't give Georgia any ideas of things she could put on her iPhone to uh, to assault us with during the show. She only plays Mario coins. Like it doesn't matter what I suggest. It's still gonna be a Mario coin. <laughs> Fear me. <laughs> George, well, we this is the part of the show where we tell everybody all the fantastic things that all of you are doing. And the first very important thing is that Georgia is finally completing the uh, it's trifecta is the wrong word because there's four of us, right? But uh, quadfecta, quadfecta is that a word? I'm making quadfecta. I'm making quadfecta a word, and I'm I'm just doing it. Um, so Georgia will be on less than equal, which should be out the same day that uh, right. It was peer pressure. Thank you, everyone on Twitter, for forcing poor Eileen to have to put me on the show. <laughs> well, so, at least she just, at least at least she, she pulled it off like a band aid and just you know got it out of the way. She did. She did it really quick so that she could just get it over with and not be harassed anymore for that. So that should be out next week. So yeah, um, if you extrapolate time out, like at a certain point, like at this current rate, Georgia Dow will be on all media always. Like, <laughs> I think you have me on that, Brie. I think you might have me on that one. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> but, Why? Uh, yeah. Why? Why do you say that? Because you're everywhere. I I pretty much turn any corner and like it suddenly it's like Brie's there. <laughs> it's Brie's there too. I, like you are everywhere. You're Brie's on, big like, sister I'm, is what she I'm is. Sorry. Well, <laughs> she's developed cloning technology. <laughs> she says, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I have important news, which is that apparently superfecta is a word that means really? for the four <gasps> version of. Oh, that's like us. We're like the superheroes. We're like the superfecta. I like that. Isn't that awesome? Also, apparently, both trifecta and and superfecta have to do with horse race betting which i didn't even huh? know which but... is perfectly appropriate for the show so that's yeah, fantastic so it's like which of us is coming in first and and the answer is brie when it comes yes. to less than or equal right wasn't she first or were you first no no i no brie was brie was like on this on aline's like what first or second episode yep right yeah right, right, right. so i came in third and george's george's dead last mm, yeah it's the way it goes yeah Ju- brie like Don't laughed the rest of us 
So everybody bet on that, right? Didn't I mean I hope all of our did. listeners placed their bets. I think that I might have lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, yeah. and and you're speaking about the Apple Watch this week, is that Yes, mm. I'm I'm gonna be um on and, and I love this. I love this name. It's like awesome. It's called Nerd Learn, <laughs> which I love. It's cute. It's so adorable. And they bring all kinds of developers together and it's really affordable. And there's like pizza, drink, good times. And then they deal with different subjects that they're going to be talking about. And this one is about the Apple Watch. And um, I'm so lucky. And it's wonderful because there's a whole bunch of really fabulous women that run it. Um, so there's um, Desi Dask. Kalov and Holly Nolman and Adrian Marshall and many other people and I'll be with Philip Casgrain and Dan Byers from NS North talking about the Apple Watch. So that will be in Toronto. Okay. So do you actually get to we have played with one before then? Uh you you're trying you're bringing up old wounds, Bree. Oh. Renee oh, Renee has has had his hands on Apple Watches. Oh. He Oh, I hate him now. I know. Oh. He, he has he's had like he has photos of him with the watch on his wrist. He's uh, seen all the yeah. It's Renee. Okay. Yeah. Well, Georgia, I promise I will save the first penis I send, like drawing <laughs> on an iWatch, to you. I promise. I promise to save that. It's so funny. I'm, I shouldn't even say. That. It's so funny because um, I was talking to Renee. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm going to trash talk you. I'm going to send things. And we were, and Renee's like, you know, you couldn't even put on the article the word ass. There's no way you're ever going to actually, because I kept on threatening. Remember, you were, you and I were threatening yeah. that we would do the right. word. You should send right. him a superfecta of asses to his, to right. his Apple I don't, Watch. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. He's like, you're going to, you're going to totally chicken out and send something else like a banana instead because you're so late. Pretty sure that what you will, what you will do is you will go, you will get your Apple Watch, you will bring it to Bree, and then you will unleash the hounds. Well, I want to send them to Brie. I want to harass her all day by yeah. sending her all kinds of things. But now I'm thinking, you know what? I'm much more vanilla than I thought I was. I'm gonna have to see. I'm you you have to need see. you need to hire you need to hire like a higher goon to do this. <laughs> to do I know some me. people that will harass people online. <laughs> I can give you their names. Oh. <laughs> no, I want to be able to do it myself. You see, that's what I want. And then I'm gonna have Frank record your like reaction. I mean, Georgia, okay. you do like aversion therapy. Can't you just, do, you know, heal or heal thyself? <laughs> I guess I could. I guess I could. <laughs> you know, you, you, start out, you start out with the word ass and you just kind of work up to drawing pictures of asses. <laughs> when, well, wait till I get the watch and then after Bree spams me a few times with it, then that might be just too much and I'll be like, <sighs> and that's it. I'll, I'll, that'll be it. It'll be. You'll hulk out. Body parts point. everywhere. Wow. What time is it? It's ass time. That's what time it is. Can, do you think <laughs> Renee will let me do like a guest piece for iMore? It will just be a review of the Apple iWatch and its penis sending capabilities. <laughs> it will just be like a thousand words on this. Like, Well, well Serenity already had an, an right. article today on how to troll people over iMessage. Yes. So I think that, you know, that's the yes. next logical oh, step. Basically. On iMessage. This is even better, though. I like that idea. How to troll people on your Apple Watch. Yeah. Yeah, the pictures you sh- you need to send and why. I'm disappointed that you haven't challenged us to a game of Connect Four over our iMessage chat, though. I'm disappointed. That is true. That needs to happen. Are you going to trust me enough to give me your number? <laughs> 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 well, it goes through your contacts. You already have my number. Oh, good, good. <laughs> You're good. You can totally trust me, Georgia. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I can trust you to do it. I'm so trustworthy. You know what? Then you're not going to send me any and I'll be like actually sad. I think <laughs> I'm so looking forward to getting my watch. I'm like, but the worst part is I'm going to have to like turn it off and put it on privacy mode like during like uh, therapy sessions because that would be highly inappropriate. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to be careful when I wear it. Uh, so should we talk about video games? I, oh, I, yeah. I don't think that's going to top. Like, no. <laughs> I know what the topics are this week. It's not going to top. I watch penises. So. I'm so sorry for everyone driving their kids to school. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry that I haven't put genitalia on the topics list. I apologize. I will try to do a better job for you and the listeners. Of, a lot of body part conversations already, though. So. Yes. Yeah, we're really pushing the boundaries on this show. <laughs> really pushing that family-friendly rating. Oh. Oh, I didn't do something last time, and people were upset about it. Can I go through the list of the games that were on last week's show? And next time I'll say it at the end. Some people were saying that they would rather it, like, at the end of the show to tell us what were the games. Okay, so if this is your first week listening, uh, Georgia did a Name That (laughs) Game where she she taunted us with uh, arcade games that all sounded exactly alike. (laughs) Arcade game audio. Or perhaps played the same clip five times. It's really hard to tell. And (laughs) and so Georgia is now going to tell us what that one clip was that she played five times. For those of you who listened last week. Go ahead. There was Tapper, Qbert, Donkey Kong Jr., Burger Time, and Dig Dug. So I didn't get Nintendo until 1985. So I've tried to get into those Atari games, but they're old. Like, they're terrible. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they're acceptable, and that's why I don't know that music. So I blame yeah. those games and not me. Those weren't ar- those weren't Atari games. Those were arcade games. Because the Atari, that, like, games, just And then boops. Atari reproduced them on the, the uh, Atari system. But they're all arcade games. Unacceptable. <laughs> and, and the Atari 2600 was the only console I had until 1990, so I got to know those games really, really well. So. Oh, man, you're old yeah. school. Yeah. Well, it's okay. I have a new game that it, that'll be, like, really uh, ready for, for Bree and Maddie next time. So Okay. So, so Bree, mm. if you do want to get into Atari games, I would really recommend you start with E.T. for the 2600. And <laughs> okay. There. Great, great, great. I'll, and then Let me write alone. this down. Okay. Yep. Great. Great. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. I, I actually, I don't think they're very good. Like I've tried a no, million not. times they're to not. get into them, and I just, I, I don't know. There, there are a handful that are good. Enduro and Pitfall are still, you know, pretty decent. But a lot of them are, a, a lot, especially a lot of the Atari first party ones. Are, I mean, there's a reason there was a video game crash. It's right, because of, right. it's because of those games. So you know, I don't think you're, you know, I don't think you're far off. But there were a few good games. The Activision games from that era were pretty good. For the most part, but the Atari first party games, a lot of them were were pretty crappy. Oh, there's a few. I, I don't know. Yeah, there were there were some decent ones, but yeah. I don't know. But let's let's talk about a game that's made after 1984. Okay. Uh, so Evolve uh, finally came out this week, and yeah. uh, good luck to you if you figured out how to actually buy it and what <laughs> package to to choose, because this uh, we've we've kind of talked about some of the confusing ways that pre-orders and and these games are sold and this has got to be the most confusing launch as far as the number of options that you have to buy a game that that i have ever seen um kotaku has a, a post that enumerates them and i'm i have the post up on my screen right now and just the bulleted list of all the different options takes up a full screen on my macbook right now Evolve is a game from the people who did Left 4 Dead, and the idea of it is that there it's a a five-person asynchronous team battle. So there's one person who's a monster, 
and then four people who are teaming up to try to take the monster down, which are called hunters. And so the game apparently comes with uh, with 12 hunters and three monsters to start with. And then there are going to be DLC that's released over the next couple months, as is the kind of thing that happens. And except that some of the hunters can be leveled up, except that if you pre-purchase the game, then they're leveled up to begin with. But if you buy it at launch, after launch, then it's not they're not leveled up. And there's a season pass that will give you access to extra hunters, but they're still... Uh, about $130 worth of paid DLC that's not covered in the season pass. And it's, it's, I mean, it's, there's literally eight different options that all have different configurations. And it, it, if you buy the most expensive one, it's starting at a hundred dollars for the most, the, the PC monster race edition, which we'll, we'll get to. What is going on here? Because it's, <laughs> it seems like this is the kind of thing that you would expect in something like League of Legends, where, you know, you have a free-to-play game and you can buy certain certain players and, and, you know, spend that kind of money. But it seems like they're trying to apply that League of Legends me- mechanic to a prepaid $60 game. And is this something that it just seems like it's getting more convoluted, not even in the amount of money outlay, but just in just sheer confusion as to what version to buy. It's it's like a marketing intern and like someone that really likes Excel got really, really drunk at the studio <laughs> one weekend. And then they're just like, wait, what? What did happen? I said, I remember we were like doing the, <laughs> the shots and oh my God, look at the ball. What happened? <laughs> oh my God. We have to do that again. I love your drunk intern. That was great. Dude. Hey, let's, yeah, let's go do it. No, there's a Maddie Myers quote that Maddie, I, I know you probably what? just tweeted there this. And you I never, never said that. I was drunk. Were you a drunk intern, Maddie? No, no, no. There's a, there's a Maddie Myers thing that you tweeted, and I think about at least 500 times a day now, like in my mind, wow. that you go like, and you just like, something happens someday and you're like, Okay, that's it. I changed my mind. Destroy all video games. And, <laughs> and I saw this story, and I'm like, I'm doing it in my head, and like my Maddie Myers voice is like, "Yep, that's it. Get rid of games. I'm done. Just kill them all." The SJWs who changed their mind, get rid of them. Done. Yeah, I feel yeah. like we had a similar conversation on this show about. I want to say it was the Watchdogs yeah, DLC was. Oh yeah. that God. had like a million different hats that you could buy, like cool hats and a cool jacket and like other goofy stuff that you don't really need but seems important after you put it in a title that's like this is the most important deluxe edition ever (laughs) and then you feel like you need it (laughs) but yeah i this is this is funny to me because it's like something that doesn't it's like marketing that i'm immune to so it's funny (laughs) but I, i do realize that people get suckered into this and lots of times it's like parents buying a gift or like a significant other buying a gift and being like oh i don't know i guess i should get them the most expensive one and like that's i don't know uh, video game marketing <laughs> do you think someone at microsoft is looking at this it like makes all the different windows editions and they're going we're not that bad guys come on <laughs> now they're like 
Jeez, that's an amazing idea. We don't idea. have a Let's drinking problem like the Evolve team does. Like, I, I, I'm waiting for Evolve Home Premium Edition. Okay. Right. Yeah. For students. Take-Two's been getting a lot of heat, and apparently their CEO decided to speak out. And what he said was that players refuse to pay $135 for Evolve because they're used to the relatively cheap $60 base price of games today. <laughs> and I personally believe $140 is a bargain for what you're getting. Need I remind players that they get to play as three different types of monsters in the game without DLC. And that yeah. alone would retail for over $90 in today's market. But we're giving it to players for 60 So, I mean, really, we're not, we're not appreciating the bargain that, that Evolve is. And we really ought to be more thankful for that, I think, is the message that we're getting yeah, here. Well, you know what, Steve? After you read that, I feel now totally different about it. And you're right. I probably should just fork up $130. Yeah, I mean, now that you said that, I I suddenly realize, like, how how cheap that really is. Right. I'd only <laughs> thought it was two monsters. But now that you're saying it's four, that, that changes everything. That's a game changer I know, for me. I know. Four monsters. That's, like, that's worth, like, hundreds of dollars. Yeah. And we're getting it for what? Like $120? That's really an incredible deal. <laughs> to, I mean, to be serious for a minute, though, I mean, is it is this what we have to look forward to in this generation? The level of what a game is, is selling for is $60. And, and people are clearly – that's the expectation that's set. And the budgets are not getting recouped from the $60 or they – Either they're not getting recouped for the $60 or the publishers seem to think that there's a lot of blood that they can squeeze out of the stone. And so now we're going to have all of these. I mean, Call of Duty is like $120 or $130 when you, when you buy all of the add-ons. And is this, is this just something that we're going to look forward to, that this is uh, – games are really $150, and if you're going to buy the $60 version, then you're just kind of getting a gimped version of the game? Is that, is that, that our future now? No, because I think that it plays down and, and I, we, we have a certain set of what we're expected. I think that people are progressively becoming more annoyed with having to piecemeal their game and being almost um, baited into spending a couple more dollars, a couple more dollars, a couple more do- dollars. And myself, I'm just annoyed with it. I would much rather pay something that I think is reasonable, like $80 for a game, and we all pay $80, and you get... This is a shocking thought, but the whole game. Uh, that sounds like something that would be reasonable, and I don't think that people would be annoyed or feel like they're harassed or that they're being baited into buying a little bit more. Versus, and I don't mind buying an update or buying extra levels or buying something that is an addition afterwards to continue the game forward, which at least Evolve says you get all the maps, which, you know, and and if your friends buy some of the other characters, you get to play with those characters, which is ridiculous because every game that – anyways, whatever. You would get to play with the characters anyways. You can see them. That's – thank you. That's so sweet and kind of you. <laughs> but to expect people to shell out for a game $135 from the get-go before they've even really got you hooked seems to me to be ridiculous. And it makes me question, you know, Bree's drunk intern thing. Like what is he thinking <laughs> – and where does he get this? You're already getting a bar, like $90. This is a $90 yeah, value. That what? sounds like an infomercial. How do they, like, you know, oh, $90. Now it's $60. No, no, now it's slashed. Like, this is a $90 Three value. small payments of $99.99. You know, each character you has its, its own value. Some games have, like, you know, 60 characters. Not all of them playable. Some of them have 14. Some of them have 18. Like, is this the way that we're marketing it? Is by how many playable characters you get? 
it's just the wrong way to go about trying to get people on your side to enjoy, have fun, and deal with your game. I I feel like I have to say here, like game budgets have exploded for years, like the cost of developing this, the back end cost for something like Evolve to like let you host matches on it is going to be non-trivial. You know, I mean, they actually have servers in every single city that, you know, you're going to be connecting into. And, you know, there are certain economics of scale, but, you know, this is non-trivial. And, you know, inflation has gone up. Game costs have, generally speaking, stayed the same and development costs have exploded. Now, we do have a larger player base, but you also have a certain percentage of customers that are extremely price sensitive. Um, so that's why, like, when I see, you know, I bought the $30 Far Cry expansion, uh, you know, this weekend, and I very happily paid that and enjoyed it for $30. So I don't know. I just think that I, I think that there there should be a high end for some consumers. They're really, really into this game. I, I suspect like when I buy Evolve, it's going to be like Destiny. I'll play it and I'll probably be like, eh, this is just not my thing. And then I'll go do something else. So yeah, I'm fine with the $60 edition, but for those people that are very hardcore about it, I, I, I think it's 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 responsible almost to have different you know products for different tiers of consumer. I just think this is obviously a bridge too far. But I mean, I guess are we getting to a point where it's like iPads, where you have like the 16 gig iPad that you can load like two apps on and is really not appropriate for anybody, and then you have like the 64 gig iPad that's really the one that you should buy. Um, and that's, it's just kind of raising the price without actually, while still providing that low end, that's really almost not the full game. I mean, in this case it is, but it's not um, that, that it's kind of like, this is here for people who want to think that there's a $60 version, but that's really not the version you should be buying. And if you really want the actual game, you really need to be buying the 80 version. And that's how they raise the the price of the game up without actually while still maintaining the perception of the $60 price point. I I don't think that's fair. Okay. I I don't. I mean for this game I I don't think that's fair. But but I mean not necessarily for this game, but is that what's coming? You know what I mean? Like like obviously for this game I don't think that that's the case. But mm-hmm. is that where we're going to be in like 2 years potentially where you have different versions of the game and you have a version of the game that's really the real version of the game? that is going to be in an $80 price point and you can buy the $60 version, but you're not going to be getting the full experience. Look, Steve, this is the truth of the matter. I was, a friend of mine was posting to Twitter last week about some moron that, that tweeted him saying, oh, you know what? I already bought my iPhone and I just don't even understand why these developers are charging for apps. They should be free. <laughs> and it's like so stupid. And you have consumers out there that don't want to pay for a product and they're very price sensitive, which makes sense because like all around us, like the 1% is getting mega rich and like people have functionally less income, which is why you have these patron schemes for journalists and all this other crazy stuff because everyone else is getting much poorer. So I understand why consumers are price sensitive, but the truth is to kind of get 
to get your foot in the door, user acquisition is exploding. Marketing budgets are exploding. Dev costs are exploding. And you have to pick that up somewhere. So, I mean, the truth is there. this game was almost free to play. Like, this game very nearly came out and was free to play, like uh, Warframe is. And they ended up going with a different model. I mean, this is capitalism. They're going to try something. They're going to try all these different things. They're going to see what the outcome is. I, I hope they succeed because I liked Left for Dead, and I'm interested to see what this team does. But I don't think it's like harboring some dark future. I think it's just they're trying a new economic model. Bree, I'm, I'm slightly hurt that you talked about me like that. <laughs> talked about you like what? Why? <laughs> I, I don't speak with that much of an accent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, your southern accent, it, it barely comes through. That, you did That's really true. a poor job of Canadian. That's all I have to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, Georgia is a very southern name. It, it is. It's a southern state, even. Yeah. <laughs> should hear what my real name is. Uh um what 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 wait 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 wait, wait, wait. no 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 we're not letting that slide <laughs> wait what nothing rumpelstiltskin is georgia dow a pen name not going there totally is it totally it makes sense now you know with all the freeing people from their suffering and stuff like that that you would need to have an alias yeah she probably has a lot of aliases is there like a canadian cia <laughs> there is What's there is. It, it's it's one guy in it's one guy in Saskatchewan <laughs> with a dog sledding team. Um, yeah, we have CSIS. We have like our own version of the Canadian, you know, security internal security system. So before oh. before we move on, can we talk about this PC monster race thing? Because it's just been it's been bothering me. Why, Steve? What possible <laughs> problem is there with that? The hundred dollar package that's obviously PC only is like the super deluxe package. And and it's called the PC Monster Race Edition, which is a play on PC Master Race, which is the uh, term that some people have thrown around about gamers who prefer the PC over consoles and, and look down on console gamers and stuff like that. Master Race is also what the Nazis refer to themselves as. Huh. And uh, that kind of, you know, it's one thing for people to make jokes on the Internet and, and you know, knowing or not knowing that that's the case. But it kind of bothers me that a publisher would be co-opting that and taking what's, you know, pretty clearly like, you know, a Nazi reference and putting that in their marketing material. It kind of, it's kind of off-putting to me as a Jewish person who went to a Jewish day school through eighth grade and spent a month out of every year learning about all the horrible things that happened in the Holocaust. So... I'm I'm just, it, you know, it just bothered me when I saw it because it's like, you know, it's one thing for it to be a joke and whatever and people make horrible jokes. But it for it to get, like, given legitimacy by a major publisher just seemed really tone deaf. And it amazes me that there are that many people in their marketing department and all – and, you know, not one of them said, hey, maybe we ought to – you know, this is a joke of the community and this will tell us – you know, show that we're hip. But maybe we ought to not be making a sideways reference to the Nazi party in our marketing material. Steve Total Biscuit said it was fine. I mean, well, come yeah. On. yeah. Okay, I'm come good. On. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm overreacting. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, am, am I overreacting though? I mean, no. in, in all seriousness. Okay. No. Thank you. So, by the way, the no. person who made up 
that term is zero punctuation at The Escapist. He came up with that in 2008, and he's been pushing that PC Master Race meme ever since, and it caught on. So it's not like something that nobody knows who made it up. We know exactly who made it up, and zero punctuation likes being offensive and I'm sure he knew exactly what he was doing when he came up with that joke and like I've seen plenty of his videos that openly make fun of women and make fun of queer people and like that's kind of part of his joke so I'm really I actually don't want to let people off scot-free here and say like oh maybe people making jokes on the internet don't know what this is I think they know exactly what it is and what it refers to and like the animation style that he uses I think is meant to evoke Nazis he does like little stick figures with boots on when he's talking about the master race and stuff and like he knows what this is and the people who quote it know that they're quoting him I think or or maybe they don't maybe some of them are quoting other people who are quoting him but like this is something that people thought was acceptable in 2008 and I feel like a lot of stuff has changed since 2008 like there are more there's more diversity on a lot of gaming mastheads publications now than there was there? then. Is yeah, because really? I started out in 2008. That was when I graduated college. And I remember like looking at mastheads back then and comparing it to now. And like that was around when the Border House started picking up steam and Feminist Gamers was still a website. And like I started reading some of that stuff. And in 2010, I was like, maybe these feminists have a point. And like, there wasn't actually that much writing online about gender and games and race and games in 2008. Like, not as much as there is now by a long shot. Kotaku, for example, was a completely different place. <laughs> um, that was a lot worse. <laughs> I'll just say that. Uh, Kirk Hamilton wasn't working there. In, in, he wasn't uh, the features editor there. Um, but yeah, so, so I mean, a lot has changed since then. A lot can change in, in five, six, seven years, but um, I don't think that joke was ever funny, and it definitely isn't funny now, and people who repeat it should stop. And I can't, I, I agree, Steve, I can't even believe that this that joke made up by somebody who I think is not funny it has made it so far that now it's like part of a marketing campaign for Evolve. Like, that's really crappy. You know, it's just off-putting, and it's like my interest in the game was flagging, but now I can't. I can't buy it now. Like, there's no way. It's just the kind of thing that that's offensive enough to me that I can't support that. And you know, as a Jew, it's just like, no, you're not gonna. I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna support that with my money. So, so you're you're gonna boycott? Yeah, I am. Okay. I'm not playing it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, not going to. I'm willing. I'm willing to stand with you on that, yeah. Steve. It's like you know, this is this bothers me as much as I as much as I think like Shadow of Mortar bothered you. To be honest with you, it's, it's, you know, and, and I'm somewhat disappointed because I did like Left 4 Dead a lot. But when I saw this, I can't support it. I'm sorry. It's like, as a Jew, I can't support something that's going to use something that that makes even a, you know, a a twice removed, but still a a reference to the Nazis in its marketing material. I can't do it. No, it's just it's just such. um, And, you know, you think, is this just a thing of ignorance? Is this a thing that you're trying to elicit a certain emotion out of people? It just there it's there's such a, it's so unnecessary to do something to say something to put something out there that is going to slight a whole group of people and everyone else that are caring knowledgeable people i just don't understand the thought process behind that it's just so abhorrent so i i fully get your feelings on just 
Yeah. I mean, it's it's the thing is that if it's, you know, when it's an indie dev and it's one person who makes like a dumb thing, says a dumb yeah. thing, you know, you can kind of say, well, you know, that's a person they can change. When you have an entire marketing department with things that have to be approved and, a, you know, and this is going to get out into their marketing material. I'm sorry. That's a decision because there's no way that you have that many people who are on that committee and not one of them says, hey, you know what? This is a reference to Nazism and maybe we shouldn't put this in there. Or there was that one person and they were overruled. And and that's that's not something I can support. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, and it makes me sad. And it makes me sad that, you know, this stuff is still happening. But, you know. I, I, I think one of the things that bothers me the most about you know, gaming culture is the proud lack of empathy mm-hmm. that a lot of us, a lot of us display. It's like, if I'm hurting someone... You know, I I would want to know about that, right. you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. and I don't know. Um, I guess that kind of brings me into kind of a side thing, Steve. That you kind of said this, and I didn't want to interrupt, you know, your flow or whatever. But you used the word "gimped" a little while ago, Did I? and I didn't think that was a great word choice. Oh, so, I'm and sorry. I know yeah. how hard it is to get ableist language. Yeah, yeah, out no, of, I we I all didn't do even it think of all it. the time. Yeah. No, it's it's you say it and you don't even think about it. Yeah. So no, you're right. I'm trying to do better about not doing that. It's so hard. It's so it's hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. But if you do it without the thought and knowledge right. that it's right. hurting someone, I and, and I, I, you could still hurt people, but it, it's not the same as using something, being told that this is something that hurts. Um, right. Yeah. You know, right, a whole right, group right, of people right. feel slighted sure. about, and then continuing to do that. Like I think that everyone sometimes says a word and. You go, I have to be a little bit more careful about the terms right, that I use. Right. Yeah. When, you know, I slip up too, and I do appreciate, like, having that pointed out because sure. I don't like making that because kind of mistake. Because we don't want to yeah. hurt people. We yeah, don't want to exactly. upset people. Like, right. Uh, uh. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brie. Well, I'm just saying, I don't, this is, you know, and Maddie, I, I would imagine you feel the same way I do about this, but I feel so torn about being a gamer sometimes because I love games. I love games, but the culture here is so deranged and so proud in its lack of concern for anyone else. And I just don't, it's embarrassing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And yeah. I, uh... I, I feel like a lot of times people try to blame that on age and be like, oh, well, it's because gamers are really young and they just don't know what they're saying. But that's not true. Like, if you look at the statistics of who plays games, a lot of them are in their 30s. <laughs> they just really yeah. know better. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm the average gamer, right? I'm yeah, 30, yeah, well, 36 now. But yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, that's we used to say that all the time. But I'm the average gamer. I'm white, male, straight and 36. Yeah. Is, is and like, Total Biscuit a teenager? I, I don't know. He's is, not. Is he, he's okay. not. And Yahtzee's not a teenager. And, okay. You know, okay. like none of these people are teenagers. And yet we allow them to act that way as, as the, that, like, that's the character that they play on the Internet is like sort of this youthful, uncaring teen personality. I, I think I associate those char- those characteristics with being young. And, and like, I think that that is part of the problem, like that sort of 90s cool hardcore gamer persona has st- is still considered okay and it, it was never really that cool to begin with and it's like very odious now and especially now that we know how how diverse gamers are and 
that they actually do care about the content that they consume and they want it to be different. I, I just feel like that encouraging that kind of behavior and stereotype and being like, Oh no, gamers, gamers don't give a crap about people's feelings. We all just play shooters and like swear all the time. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like that sort of mm-hmm. characteristic uh, yeah. personality type that I, that I feel like even these, these other men who've been in the games industry for a while and they're still playing those same types of personas after like a decade of playing them or however long. Like it's it's kind of like a group sync, right? Like that everyone that's part of that is supposed to speak a certain way and deal with things in in a, a certain group like mentality. Which is sad because I'm I'm watching and this is a little bit of a side note, but I'm watching uh Downton Abbey and uh I love the fact that even when they're upset at each other, they're so classy about the way that they do it and they're still biting but it's intelligent in the manner in which they they deal with discourse and i'm like you know there's some things that were nice about old school way of life lots of things that weren't yeah like not yeah. having the right to vote and stuff yeah, yeah. A few, there's a few down <laughs> and polio <laughs> and like not having antibiotics <laughs> and like you know like just generally being oppressed <laughs> Besides that, there were some nice this, <laughs> I like the hats, too. The Sorry. dresses were pretty good, but I really I, like being yes. able to vote. Yeah. And vote choose nice. who I marry and choose not to be married and, like, yeah. owning land? I don't know. That's nice. Yeah. Medical. <laughs> modern medicine I, I, nice I, I kind of well. liked being able to get into college without having to, having to uh, exceed a quota. That was pretty cool. Yeah, totally. Right. <laughs> I, I think you also have to look at, like, that culture, which is kind of about emotional suppression at its like most basic level, you know, like because it's very ritualized with all this niceness. I don't know. Also polio. Yeah. Polio's <laughs> not so Polio's a, I a think there's negative. like a happy medium there where you get to be honest with people about when you're upset, but also polite to them. <laughs> like there surely there's some balance that can be struck between having tea time and like being total biscuit, right? I mean I don't know. <gasps> Biscuits and tea. There's a joke to be made there. A missed opportunity. <laughs> oh, like that. Maddie, I'm disappointed in you. I'm and sorry. And on that note, I'm sorry. On that, on that note, let, why don't we why don't we t- take a break from talking about downer stuff and talk about something that's awesome? And uh, we can talk about Five Four Club, which is uh, this one of this week's sponsors of Isometric. Five Four Club is going to help you not hate shopping. Um, they're an apparel brand online. They're going to take take away all the stress of shopping for men and they're going to do it with while giving you value style and exclusivity um you're going to go to their website uh fill out their nine step style profile it's going to take you less than a minute and then you're going to pick from one to three profiles t-shirt and jeans dress to impress or business casual uh you're going to tell them what your size is what your preferences are that all goes to a stylist and that stylist is going to just send you a box of clothes um, all their stuff is designed by them, so you're not going to be able to get all this stuff anywhere else. And it's going to cost; it'll cost sixty dollars a month. But for that sixty dollars, you're going to get a box that's going to have one hundred and twenty dollars or more worth of clothing. And if anything doesn't fit, uh, you can do a size exchange uh, super easy. The website is only available for club members and even the online store. And you can get a re- they have a referral program where once you join, you can refer other people to Five Four, and you can get fifteen dollars off your next package for every friend you can refer. Five Four has made shopping easy for uh, for Brie and Frank, 
uh, and made Frank go from uh, go from <laughs> goofy, from goofus to gallant. I, I have picked on him so many times. I'm like, Frank, you dress like you're a grad student. Come on, man, you you graduated a little <laughs> while ago. Come on, you need to step it up. Like he has these pants that he wears, and they he literally bought them for twenty dollars at Target, and they have holes in them everywhere. And now he doesn't look um, he doesn't look like a grad student anymore, which I appreciate. And when they say it's like under sixty seconds i was like come on five four it can't really be 60 seconds but it really was so yeah this thing is awesome like if you're out there and your husband does not dress very well i can endorse this service it's awesome or or if you're a guy and you want some help with with trying to dress better because yeah. i mean that's something that especially as you get to the age of the average gamer and you want to start expanding your wardrobe beyond you know beyond t-shirts and jeans it's it's hard to do it it's hard to find stuff and, and stuff is expensive and it's hard to find time to to do that and so anything that can help with that has got to be good so so go expand your wardrobe today go to get 54.com get f-i-v-e-f-o-u-r.com and use the offer code iso 20 off uh to get 20 dollars off your first box and thank you so much to 54 club for sponsoring uh five by five and isometric so, um, why do you guys hate Sonic so much? Because <laughs> apparently, apparently everybody hates Sonic, and Sonic is uh, is not doing so hot. Aww. That's so sad, because my son's favorite superhero, Sonic. So- uh, sorry, video game character, Sonic. <laughs> He's like a superhero. I mean- maybe if he was a superhero, then maybe Marvel would make a movie out of him, and then, uh, and then, then people would like him again. It could be. But, be a weird movie. Is there a yeah. Sonic movie that I'm going to Google this? There, there is not a Sonic movie. There is a Sonic uh, cartoon series. Yeah, there are multiple ones, and, and a and a comic book series that Archie Comics does. I think there's actually a Sonic and Mega Man crossover, if I remember correctly, but I, I could be making that up. I guess what I found really surprising about this article is, you know, Sonic does have that Archie series comic, which has been around forever, forever. If you like go into, you know, the 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 apps for this, like there are a lot of Sonic comics there. And it, it reminds me of, um, you know, when I was reading Console Wars, they talked about the deliberate decision to make Nintendo kind of an evergreen to like make their characters not dark and gritty but like Disney characters, it would like, you know, be eternal. And it it just seems to me that Sonic does have some quality about him that does make him transcend time. And even though I, I, I've always been very frustrated with the lack of women in the Sonic universe, I don't think Amy Rose is that good a character. Oh no, not by a long shot. Right. Um, I think overall there's something about it that's really perfect. Do you know what I mean? So I, it, I think it's an interesting design question why the games have just sucked for so long. Yeah, I mean, the reason we're talking about this is because uh, Sega just came out with their financial results. Uh, first of all, Sega is closing their their San Francisco headquarters that has been like a mainstay of there for like oh. the last 25 years. And they're moving down to Los Angeles. And apparently it sounds like they're starting to get out of the console game entirely and concentrate more on like mobile free to play. Uh, type of games so apparently the sonic boom came out for the 3ds and for the wii u in the fall and the two of the games combined uh sold less than five hundred thousand copies Ooh. so I, I mean 
Sonic Boom, at, at least the, I th- one of them was better than the other, but the Wii U version was like famously, famously broken. Like there were, it was, it was almost worse than Assassin's Creed Unity when it came out, from what I understand. And all the reviews, like the the scores were like in the three out of ten for for that Sonic Boom game. So, but even so, it's like there have been a lot of Sonic games since the days of the Genesis and. Sonic Generations was okay, and Sonic the Hedgehog Episode 4 was okay, but other than that, they've tried a lot of different things with Sonic, and it just seems like, why why can't they take this character who who is an iconic character and make a good game out of him? Like, what what is the problem that is just... Is is it just that he was from a point in time and then he it's just not translating to 3D? Or even if they're not going to make the same type of game, that they can't make any game with Sonic and be able to, to update him and bring him into the modern era and have him persevere. You can't say that because they would have the same problem with Mario. And, you know, hedgehogs are difficult. They're, they're very complex creatures. <laughs> Hard to animate. Yeah. They're, they're spiky. <laughs> Um, they, they, they have a lot of grumpiness, so, you know, they don't animate well to that. Um, but no, I just think that they've, they've misused Sonic because, oh wait. That music is so good though. The music is amazing. I have to say, I love the music and I love the sound of like the, the rings when you lose all your rings. I love that sound. The sound of Sonic dying, not as much fun. But I, I just think that they've misthought about how they can bring Sonic to a new generation. Because there's not, like, if you can do it with characters like Mario and Kirby and, like, you know, Kirby's just like a big ball of gum. Like, really, Kirby, come on. Like, out of character <laughs> hey, designs, he should Kirby's fail. Kirby's adorable. <laughs> he is, but theoretically he should fail. What is Kirby? <laughs> what is Kirby. Why he's, are you why are you so anti Kirby, Georgia? This is a side of you I wasn't expecting. Well he's yeah, I don't know. He's just a little puffball. He's yeah, adorable. he's cute, but like, you know, if he's the Sonic he's a, hedgehogs are cute. I don't have an answer to this and that <laughs> weirds me out because I, I feel like I, I agree with you. I feel like I don't know why Sonic has failed and, and things like Kirby and Mario have succeeded and like to a lesser extent, Mega Man, but that's mostly because of like rights issues and stuff. Right? You're hurting yeah. Steve. Yeah. Um, well, no, I, I mean, well, they I, are I mean... they are doing Mighty Number no. Nine, and that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, gonna, yeah. you know, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, okay, fair enough. Um, Hopefully, but these these other these other games have sort of found ways to work for modern audiences, even though functionally Kirby games have not really changed that much. Like they're still very similar to Kirby's Dreamland. Like they're pretty much reusing the same types of mechanics. But uh, Sonic just. No one cares. And I, I don't know why that is, but also I never was a Sonic person. Yeah, so. I was going to ask you if you had any nostalgia for Sonic because, I mean, I you know, don't... being of a, of the younger generation, as it were. Zach super does. I, I should have gotten an exclusive interview. I'm sorry, <laughs> everyone. But um, I'm not a Sonic person. I, I'm a Kirby person and a Mario person and a Zelda person and a Metroid person. But Sonic, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's like I remember there being a Sonic arcade at the dentist office that I played sometimes, but... It wasn't like a big part of my life, probably because I hate the dentist. That might be the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think we know a therapist who could help you with that. Yeah, you know, to break that no, association. It's fine. I they they need the Miyamoto to I come back to the rescue. Oral hygiene, but I don't like Sonic. <laughs> I I feel like I have an answer. Okay. Here, um, I think it's the mechanics, stupid. Just I think he... that's it. I, really? I think that's All it. Right. It's the game. Is I just called stupid. 
Well, no, no, no. It's, it's, <laughs> well, like, te- so, tease so, that out so, a little bit. Because yeah, I feel like the mechanic for Kirby is pretty stupid also, but I still find it fun. So so what do you mean? So exactly? there is... So if you look at Mario, Mario as a franchise, um, you know, it didn't Mario. stay... I know, it's so hard. Steve is screwing me up mentally. I know. I, it's, it's, I, I, will, I will worm my way into your Mar- pronunciation. Mario. Um... <laughs> If you look at the the evolution of that franchise, there was, you know, we had the 16-bit era, it was jumping over pits, and then you had Mario 64, and then through the GameCube era, there was a little bit more of a, eh, what do we do with this franchise? Like, there was Mario Sunshine, which wasn't really a great game. No. You know, and then the Wii U came, the Wii came, and, you know, there was the Super Mario Galaxy series, which they took and really polished to a mirror shine for Super Mario 3D World, which I think is one of the greatest games ever made. And I think when you look at Super Mario 3D World, you see a lot of language with the mechanics and the puzzle solving and the the level design. I mean, the people that designed the levels of Super Mario 3D World are at the very top of their game. And I think if you take that and compare it to any recent Sonic game, there is not, uh, there's, like, you think about the way that they've designed, like, the donut blocks or the, the P-switches in Super Mario 3D Land. And there's there's obviously been a lot of care there in designing a language that the player just intuitively understands. And I imagine behind the scenes there's been a lot of playtesting with figuring out what works and what doesn't. Um, this isn't complicated. Sega just hasn't done the work. And they keep trying to fall back and, like, make Sonics with mechanics that worked back in 1990. But, you know, this is 2015. And, you know, if you're going to ship something, you know, they're just not bringing a level of polish or dedication that, you know, Mario is bringing with its prime game. So, you know, this isn't a mystery at all. I think they're also missing the fun factor, right, Bree? Like, yeah. have you played, like, the Sonic Racer? There's, It's a good game. The mechanics are okay, but it's not joyous or fun. There's not that feeling of exploration. When you find something in, in, in like, Super Mario, you're like, <gasps> like, there's this excitement where you don't really, like, you're just racing Yeah, but the around. Sonic games have never been about exploration anyway. They've been about speed and, and being able to find the fastest way through the level but, as quick but as she's possible. Talking, she's talking yeah. about Sonic Racers Transformed. I love that game because I have a lot of passion for Ooh La La as a character. But, you know, here's a really good example. The corners they cut. They didn't bring that voice actress in for new VO. They just cut and pasted lines from the Sega Genesis version that don't really, not Sega Genesis, Sega Dreamcast, Space Channel 5, that just make no sense. And it's that lack of polish with what Sega is doing that's why I believe they're failing. And I think, like, the problem is, if you look at Sonic Boom, you know, it's it's like the marketers are running the show. I remember being at PAX Prime this year, and everyone walking around was having this big, expensive, nice Sonic Boom bag from having played it at the booth. You know, that's great. That's a marketing gimmick. But where is the game beneath it? Mm-hmm. And there's just not that that commitment to really creating a first-tier experience. So they're they're kind of defaulting to nostalgia, and they're failing. Yeah. And when, you, Steve, you say about the speed, and really the games are about speed, and I, 
like when so- the first Sonic came out, like games weren't that fast. It was innovative in that it was quick. It was similar to, you know, a capture the start, like a Mario game in that you're capturing things and you get to go fast, which other games did not. But now there's plenty of games that you can move faster than Sonic can. It's not something that's new and ex- I don't know. I just don't get the same amount of, and hopefully my son won't listen to this game because he loves Sonic, um, has T-shirts <laughs> and everything. <laughs> this is our Sonic. But I don't feel the same joy and excitement from it. Yeah. I, I mean, they talked a lot in Console Wars, too, about, you know, the fact that Mario was so plodding at the time and that Sonic was such a, a you know, a, a contrast to that. Yeah. And I remember, I mean, that's the reason I ended up buying a Game Gear over a Game Boy, which was the one of the worst decisions I've ever made in my life. Um, <laughs> well, if that's the worst, you're pretty okay then, Steve. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's, I'm pretty boring. I had a pretty nah, boring you childhood. Out, Steve, you made a huge mistake. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember they had uh, this mall tour. Like, I was 12 years old because I got the Game Gear for my bar mitzvah when I turned 13. And, and they had this mall tour. And I remember playing Sonic on the Game Gear. And it was light years. I mean, especially the fact that it was in color as opposed to in black and white. But it was the speed of it and being able to, like, just that one motion of going around the loop-de-loop was huge at the time. Yeah. And, you know, being able to go that fast and and that rush that you got that you couldn't really get in that day and age Mm -hmm. of, like, flying through the level and, like, bouncing over whole parts of the level because you were going so fast. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's that's kind of gone. But the other thing of it is that if you look at the one game that's been well-received, it's been Sonic Generations, which was essentially a 2D game that was hearkening back to the games that they did. A lot of the games that have failed have been them trying to make them into, like, a traditional 3D platformer. And And Sonic has never worked that way. Oh, I disagree, though. I, Sonic I think Adventure? It could. It could. No, yeah. Sonic Adventure. This is a really good example of where Sega doesn't polish. Because if you look at the mechanics of that game, there's nothing to kind of say, you need to go here, and you end up like getting this ring that will like, make you dash towards you know rings while you're in the air or some special boot but it's from a mechanical point of view it's not implemented well that doesn't mean it couldn't be implemented well it means that that's they're not making that a a priority so i i just see i mean that i think that game really showed that they didn't know how to bring him into 3d because sonic adventure Oh, I could rant about Sonic Adventure for a I long like time. I like that game, though it doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up. Because but... the problem with Sonic Adventure is that it had the action sequence and it had the adventure sequences. Sonic Adventure right. was the was the, the first 3D Sonic game on the Dreamcast. And you would have a three-minute sequence where you'd be playing the action sequences, and it was it was behind-the-shoulder third person. And those were actually okay. And then you would go into this adventure sequence where you'd be, like, wandering around the mall for half an hour looking for the next action sequence that would take you two minutes. And it's like, no, that's completely antithetical to Sonic. Sonic is supposed to be going fast all the time. And you have these these sequences that were clearly meant to lengthen the game. And it just they've just never known what to do with it. And and they keep trying to do these games from like a behind the shoulder perspective and in 3d. And it just, it's not how Sonic, I mean, maybe you could do to your point, maybe you could do it 
right if you really, really tried. But they just either don't have the talent or they don't have the will to be able to build a game like that. But they keep trying and they keep failing. And 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 it's gotten to the point where I think that the brand has gotten so sullied from all those attempts that people don't even bother looking anymore. Well, yeah, there's definitely some damage to the Sonic brand. I mean, that's unquestionable. So it's and it's sad because, you know, I, I do I did like those original Sonic games. I still have a lot of the Sonic games on my iPhone. And I mean, even the the Sonic games on the iPhone actually play pretty well, all things considered, for an iPhone game. Episode 4, Part 1, is actually a pretty good Sonic game for the iPhone. So is Sonic CD. I mean, it, it, taking into account that it's it's touch controls. Yeah, but it's not, like, good enough that I would ever recommend it to anybody. Like, I played that game in a GameStop on, like, a display that they had, and I was like... All right, that was about as much enjoyment as I needed to get out of that, and then I left. Yeah, on a ninety-nine <laughs> on a ninety-nine cent sale, it's fantastic to pay, but you're not going to pay sixty dollars for that experience. It's not. I don't. I feel like it's not memorable at all. Like, do you feel like it is? Oh yeah. I mean, Green Hill Zone all is right. up there with like World One One of Super Mar- of the original Super Mario Brothers. It is. Mm-hmm. Okay. For for me, because I played through that level a lot, and I and I have a lot of memories. So and like there's the like first... a nostalgia factor. There is a nostalgia and, factor and there. And for me, I'm like, oh, just thinking of my teeth the whole time. <laughs> yeah, no, not really. But I, I I get what you're saying. Like like you feel like if if that nostalgia factor weren't there though, then maybe you wouldn't necessarily. Because I, I yeah. don't know if that's enough to save Sonic. Like I, I feel like these other games that we've listed have found ways to continue to appeal to kids and the adults who grew up with them and still want to keep playing Mario and Kirby, like me. But Sonic, not so much. Like, I I still see adults who are nostalgic for Sonic playing Sonic, but you have to loop in completely new people who don't know anything about Sonic, like George's son, who apparently the marketing did work for. Yeah, but my kids (laughs) have no interest in Sonic. They're like, oh, Daddy, you like Sonic. Like, but they they but have they're no. They're not hooked they have, by it at all, and they like Kirby, right? They like Kirby, and they like they like Mario, and they like Pokemon, except for my oldest, who's you know I still haven't disowned yet, but you know, um, but Whoa, you know that got dark here. <laughs> wow, <laughs> took a quick turn. She wow. better she better learn to like Pikachu soon, is all I'm saying. Wow, but <laughs> Steve was all like, "Fear me." <laughs> <laughs> but they they've tried to watch the Sonic the Sonic uh, cartoons and they're just like eh whatever I don't care. Those <laughs> cartoons know? are not good. No, they're not. Zach and I watched those and I was like, I can't do this. But you know what? They've been watching the new Pac Man <laughs> show and they've it. been like addicted to that well, for some oh, reason. Pac Man show. Oh yeah, and they're like oh. love it. And mm. I I'm like really that this is good yeah but I Sonic a no Pac-Man show I've rewatched the Zelda cartoon and I would say that the Zelda cartoon is at least really funny unintentionally funny to watch as an adult but the Sonic yeah. show it, it is not it just does not hold up at least not for me you gotta be a Sonic super fan to get anything out of that. What's this Pac-Man show? How do I watch a Pac-Man uh, show? Well, it's oh. like Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures, I think. Oh, it's, it's on so Netflix. Bad. It's on Netflix. It's pretty bad. It's okay, really great. bad. Yeah. Avoid. I'll check it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the Sonics both used to be on Netflix, I think. Like, both of them. There were two different Sonic cartoons that aired around the same time, and they were completely different, and Jaleel White played Sonic in both of them. <laughs> And Zach and I watched the two pilots for each of them back to back, and I was so confused and, like, angry. I was like, (laughs) I don't know what's happening, and I don't know why we're watching this. They've never done a good video game TV show. Like, they're all horrible. The Mario show with the live actors. Oh, it's 
atrocious. My poor husband, who's Italian, gets like he cringes when he watches this show the entire time. Oh, it's God, painful yeah, it's to really, him. Really bad. Yeah. But they've yeah. never done a good. Is there is there one Should good video game show? Should we at least mention show? that Netflix is going to do a Zelda TV show that is like one hundred percent guaranteed to be bad, but everyone will watch anyway because that's happening. Yeah, that 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 I was a big thing. I don't want to talk about it. No, I'm just gonna say that if we don't mention it, a million people will tweet at us and ask if we know it's happening. Yes, we know. We <laughs> we're trying. We're it. trying not. We're trying to uh, to block that out. I'm basically. going to be unable to prevent myself from hate watching it, but it's not going to be good. And <laughs> it I- could we should- be I'm- good. It could be the one good video game show. No, it won't, Georgia. What did you just say, Georgia? You just said every TV show based on video games is bad. And so you were far, but right. this could be the one that breaks nope, the mold. It won't be. It's going to be like family-friendly Game of Thrones. So, yeah. That's awful. Everything you just said is bad. <laughs> Bree, you were going to say something? I, I can't. But... <laughs> this, this is real life. There's no reset button. All right. Take a... Why don't we take a break and talk about our second sponsor this week, which is Audible.com, which is the, uh, the Internet's leading provider of spoken word entertainment information and educational programming. Uh, and you can get books from Audible and you can download them and listen to them on your phone, on your, on your iPad, on your PC, or pretty much anything else that can, can connect to the Internet. Bree, do, do you have a book that you want to recommend? I have a couple. Okay, but, you okay. Know. yes. Go ahead. Yes, yes. Okay, Go I ahead. have a book that is so unbelievably great it is like do you know when you read a book and you love it so much and then you go and buy everything the author has ever written and just consume it immediately like do you know a book that great the gone girl book is so unbelievably great as awesome as the movie is it does not do the book justice the book is so much better because it like goes into nick dunn's character and amy dunn's character and amy looks a million times better and nick looks a million times worse it like fleshes out these two people and her as a her prose is like gut-wrenching in how incisively it just takes apart what's so deeply broken about both of these people and it is brilliant so i cannot recommend gone girl enough on audible like i've listened to it like three times at this point that's a very like lukewarm endorsement yeah yeah how do you really feel though yeah it's great i mean one thing that i've been using audible for lately is you know since i got my my diagnosis for add there's been some books that you know they've that have been recommended to me to to kind of understand what i what the journey that is i'm going down and, and i've been listening to that um, in the car and, and it's been really helpful for me, especially because, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to be able to focus on, on a printed book at the end of the day. But, you know, I've got like, well, lately, like three and a half hours in the car every day. Um, and you know, that's a lot of time that I could be spending, you know, doing something to kind of help enrich my mind and, and help understand myself better. So it, that's been really like a really big help for me. Um, so I, I re- can't recommend it enough personally. I mean, there, you know, this is a, this is a spot, but I, I've been an audible subscriber for a long time and, and I honestly can't say enough good things about it. Love it. Yeah. Audible has over 150,000 titles to choose from, uh, fiction, nonfiction, bestsellers, pretty much anything you can think of is probably there. Uh, you can they get have Sonic at- Archie comics. Uh, they might, <laughs> How they would might. you put that on audio? They do have they do have kids books, so you know who knows they could have some Sonic. Uh, they do have there is a book called Service Games, which is the, uh, the the history of Sega that you could listen to. That 
you know, does talk about Sonic in, in some detail in Console Wars that we talked about the last time that we had an audible spot to. They, I don't find Sonic the Hedgehog, but there is elegance of the Hedgehog. Oh. <laughs> That would definitely be of interest to Sonic fans. There's yes. a lot of crossover there. Elegance of the Hedgehog. I am trying to guess what that book is about. It's not pretty in my mind. I <laughs> I don't want to know. I, I, yet, I am at, le- I am at least as elegant as a hedgehog. So you know. Um, so it is a hedgehog. I, I am. I am a special hedgehog. There we go. Um, <laughs> Our new title. I'll be voting for that this week. <laughs> so you can download on uh, and listen on your iOS devices, on Android, on a Kindle Fire, on Windows Phone, uh, on over 500 MP3 players. And you always own everything that you buy from Audible. It's not a streaming or a rental service. Uh, you can get your books anytime, anywhere, right from your phone. And if you buy the Kindle version, you can actually do Whisper Sync for voice. So you can be reading in the Kindle app and then pick up where you left off in Audible in the car. And, and it keeps your, your spot in sync, which is really an awesome feature. Um, the app has uh, chapter navigation. It's got bookmarks. It's got sleep mode. You can do a 30-second rewind, which is really helpful for when you're getting back in the car and, and you want to kind of get the context of what was, what you just missed or if you want to listen to something again really quick. Uh, there's button free mode. Uh, you can you can change the speed uh, for if you have an narrator who's a little bit slower, you can speed it up or you can slow it down. Uh, it's it's fantastic. Uh, I really so just uh, Audible's offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice in a 30 day trial membership. So go to audiblepodcast.com slash isometric. Uh, go choose from over 150,000 titles. Uh, download something for free and just start listening. Uh, so get get started today and support the show by visiting audiblepodcast.com slash isometric. And thank you so much to Audible for supporting 5x5 and isometric. Bree, they, they do have uh, Super Mario, How Nintendo <gasps> Conquered America. Oh, I've read that oh, book, Oh, thank I think. God. Yeah. Well, of course yeah, I have. I actually own that, too. Yeah. Of yeah. course I've read that book. Did, did it teach you how to pronounce it? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. sick bird. I knew I had it. Oh, oh I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit here and sulk. <laughs> I guess I just leveled up. Oh. I I just want I want some oh. I, I have gone like almost a month without yelling at Nintendo once and I just want some props for that. I, I have been very good. I have been extricating myself from the relationship despite my despite yelling on Twitter, I have been very good on the show and I just want some I want some credit. Okay. <laughs> That's about as good as I'm going to get, so that's fine. So he's going to need some sunscreen for that burn. All right. So, so Bree, what what are you playing this week, Bree? Uh, Mass Effect Three. So, uh, well, I tried to play. I tried to play um, the Evil Within, and I played it for a while, and I'm like, yeah, this is my real life is so depressing that this isn't helping much. I so, heard that game was also really bad and inscrutable, right? I've heard nothing good about that yeah. game. It's, it's not great. So I tried to play that, and I was like, no, this isn't good. And then um, we played Meme Run. Uh, like, we were looking around Wii U for cool stuff, and um, like Frank is like, oh, we've got to get this game, and it's awful. It's unbelievably bad, and I just, I, I can't believe it cleared Nintendo to get on the store in the first place. It's so unplayable. Um, so then I just gave up, like, I gave the Maddie Myers <laughs> quote in my head, like, destroy all video games, and then I just went back to playing Mass Effect 3. So, yeah. So how is it playing as a Paragon? Um, no, Rogue all the way. <laughs> I can't do it. It's Paragon is not an ethical choice. 
every <laughs> single time you play, you do Paragon, you're putting your own selfishness ahead of the mission. And like my shepherd is a sin eater. Like my shepherd, her goal is to make the hard choices and like take all that, that horribleness from making those difficult choices to save all the life in the galaxy. Paragon Shepard is an immoral character because, you know, he, because I'm assuming it's male shep, because it's your shep, like, yeah. spins, spins the the wheel every time. And it's like, well, I just hope this works out. And it miraculously does because writing. But it's like a, it's a, it's a selfish choice every single time. And, like, renegade shep gets it done. And I, I respect that. So. I'm not having this argument with you again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'll, I'll let you win this one because I'm still recovering from that burn five minutes ago. <laughs> uh, Maddie, what are you playing this week? Okay, so I very briefly mentioned this on last week's show, but I've done more. I've been playing the Metroid Prime trilogy. Oh, <laughs> because, I need to start because that. apparently, like my way of of self-medicating is just to play stuff i already know is good but hey Bree's doing it too it's fine everybody's doing it um i said that i wasn't gonna buy this and then i did so yeah i said that on this show and then i bought it so here we are i'm playing it again i don't know if i'm gonna make it all the way through but it's weirdly comforting to play something that you already are familiar with and just sort of wandering around and Samus looks so freaking cool, even though even though uh, she's kind of pixely now, at least in the first Metroid Prime, there's uh, at least on my my nice TV, she looks kind of pixelated. But um, so I I don't think they like updated the graphics really. It's basically just a port of the uh, the trilogy that uses the Wiimote and Nunchuck for all three games. So the that version of all three games has been ported to Wii U. So can you confirm that that you can't use the gamepad in that? Um, I haven't been using the game pad. Do you, okay. do you want me to try it and report back? I was not interested yeah. in doing yeah, it. Yeah, I own it too. I'm probably going to, I want to try to play it this I weekend. I like playing it with the Wiimote and Nunchuck. Wait, does it work with the game pad? I don't know. I'll, sorry, everyone. I, I didn't try it, Um, but I'll try it and let you all know. I, okay. I like the Wiimote and Nunchuck though, so. What kind of investigative journalism is this, Maddie? I mean, come Look, on. Look, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it asked me if I wanted to show the display on my TV or on the gamepad and I was like, just TV. And I've just been doing that every time. And then it turns the gamepad completely off, which I actually think is really cool because normally the gamepad is just on the whole time and drains the battery. But now I'm playing a game and the gamepad's actually off. So that's pretty sweet. So I've basically been acting like I'm not playing on a Wii U at all, but whatever. It's fine. But it holds up. It, I mean, for me, yeah. You're asking a very biased person whether or not Metroid yeah. Prime holds up, Steve. Yeah, I, I guess that's like asking me if Mega Man 2 holds up. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um, but, I I mean, it. yeah, I, to try to be a little less biased, like, yes, there are parts of it that are clunky. And, yes, I said at some point, these games are really hard, and that part of it doesn't hold up. And, um, I, like, like there are just parts of it that are twitchy and, and tricky, like weird jumps that you have to make or like parts of puzzles that aren't obvious unless you already had done it before and just look up a walkthrough is what I always say. But, uh, it, like, like just design decisions that they wouldn't necessarily have made now. But the good news of that is that I feel like they get easier as they go. I, I mean, obviously that's, somebody is going to tell me that I'm wrong about that. Whatever. I don't know. I think they get easier as they go. I think prime three is, is easier. So it's like, as the design gets more and more modern, 
um, they get they get more user friendly and and less inscrutable. But but I mean the first one is still really great and Samus is cool and I don't know charging my charge beam, going into ball mode, jumping around. It's it's friggin' Samus. How much was thing. it again? How much was it again? Ten dollars. No, it's free. twenty now. It's well, twenty now. Well, I got it when it was ten. Yeah, it it was on sale for the first week for ten dollars. Now it's twenty. So twenty dollars, and I can play Metroid Prime Three, which I've never beaten. You can play all three of them. You can play all three of them. And do you think it's worth twenty dollars? Because like I need something that's not gonna depress me. That, that's not Mass Effect Three. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm working <laughs> on Mass Effect Three. Personally, like I really right. liked Metroid Prime Three, but some I've never people... been able. Yeah. Why no, couldn't ahead. you beat yeah. it? Did you just get bored or? Yeah, I, I, I. I guess I did. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it well, was just all the Wiimote, like, flailing it around and stuff. I just, eh, I don't know. Yeah. You might not get into this. I'll try it on the gamepad for a bit and let you know next we week. We have real-time feedback from the chat room, and multiple people are saying that it does not work with the gamepad. Okay, well, I, I've never minded the Wiimote and Nunchuck setup. But if that is something that bugs you, then this isn't for you, because this is the remake of all three games with that. And, like, they still sell copies of, I mean, I have my copy of the, the GameCube, like, where you can use not the Wiimote. I never bought the, the re-release of the Prime Trilogy that, that was, like, all three games with the Wiimote and Nunchuck. So at least this purchase made some sense because I wasn't buying something that I literally already had. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, playing, playing the first game with the Wiimote and Nunchuck, to me, feels better because I felt like it was not that easy the first time around. But, I mean, I guess it's still hard, so I don't know. It's it's tough to say. This is an unhelpful segment. <laughs> I like Metroid, and I am in favor of it. And I think that the visual style of the game is still incredibly beautiful and that the music holds up incredibly well. And I just, I don't know, it looks so freaking cool. And so many other games have taken that style <laughs> and that's fine <laughs> this is great there are parts of rev 60 that look a little bit like the first metroid prime i don't know if that was intentional brie no that that like the way that the doors look and the hallways and stuff i was playing it and i was thinking about rev 60 while i was playing and i was like i wonder if brie thought about that at all but yeah i i thought uh we had a dreamcast game <laughs> according to our are nice Steam or a people. PS2 yeah. game. Well, you yeah. actually have a Nintendo game. So had had we talked about like Rev Sixty getting greenlit on Steam last no, week? I don't no, no, because remember. we recorded yeah. last yeah. week. It was still, um, it was still. We got greenlit in two days, people. Two Yay. days. Yeah, so. before the episode even came out, you were already greenlit, right? Yeah. I I don't remember. Yeah, it was because I I debated whether I was going to pull that part of it out, telling people to vote for it. Oh, so cool. it was. Yeah, cool. Uh, so, Georgia, what are you playing this week? Okay, well, I tried to play uh, Evolve Hunter's Quest, which is from 2K, but it's it's different than the main game. It's like a, uh, you know, a match three game, and then you see the live action of them, like, fighting off bad guys, which looked like a lot of fun to me. But, unfortunately for me, I have some insane thing that I actually have to read the terms of service before I actually say I agree to them. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's just really bad. It was just ah, uh, I was it just get me, got me angrier and angrier as I kept on reading. And there's pages and pages of it. You think the downloadable content on the games is bad? It's just 
oh, it's no doubt one term. I just want to play the game. Anyway, so I said, you know what? I'm just going to agree to it anyways because, like, you know, fine. I'm going to do it. And then I come to the next area where I actually have to sign in with the service. And now I don't like that either because <laughs> I don't want to sign in with Facebook because I don't have Facebook. I could sign in with my 2K account. I don't have a 2K account. And then I could sign in with Game Center, and I don't want to sign in with Game Center. And it won't wait, wait, wait. Me... What do you have against Game Center, though? Uh, it's just... Did I open up? Did I just open up a can of worms? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just find it annoying. I like there's nothing specific that I don't like about it. I don't think that they're tracking anything. It doesn't. It's just I don't want to have to. I don't want. I just don't want to. I just want to play the game. Can I just play the game? Do I have to sign over no. all my rights to everything I write, everything I play on the game, every system that I'm going through? Um, do I have to give away my rights to sue? I don't know why I would sue you. It's an iOS game. But do I have to give away everything? Do I need to give up my firstborn child to play your iOS game? Like, hey, just... hey, hey, Georgia? Yeah. They're playing a game. We got to play too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I'm, I'm still staring at these sign-in with the service before, and um, so I, I didn't play it. Okay. So you just gave up and said, screw video games, you like, destroy you know all video what? games? I, I'm going to use that Maddie Myers line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Destroy all video games? Destroy yeah. all video games. Forget it. Destroy I was all like, video that's games. it. I'm out. I'm like, ugh. Like, just let, like, try to make it as, can't you just make it easy for someone to play your game? I want to give you money. And then in return, I want to play a game. That's it. That's our agreement. I don't want you to sell off all my services, what items, what, what different, you know, machines and things I have connected to play your game on and what I track. I just, just, that's it. I'm just asking for something simple. So did you actually play anything this week, George, or you just tried to play Evolve and then gave up? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> okay. Oh, you played the game that is trying to play Evolve. Exactly. The Eula was the game. That's mm-hmm. from the chat room. It's mm-hmm. not my line. <laughs> Did you level up though? It sounds like no. <laughs> yeah, I don't like no. think so. I think the game won. All right. Well, I played Life is Strange this week. <gasps> oh. Yeah. I played it re- completely remote play on the Vita, and it's actually really good for that. Really? Once I figured out how to do L2 and R2, which I for some reason thought were the back but back panels, but they're actually the front corners of the screen. Um, but once I figured that out, it actually played really, really well on the Vita. So Maureen was watching like Walking Dead and then this hour long show that comes after Walking Dead where they talk about Walking Dead. And I just <laughs> plugged my my headphones into the Vita and played through it. And uh, it was great. I, I liked it a lot. I think that, uh, you know, I was I, I had our whole conversation in mind while I was playing it. And I actually was really impressed with the way they integrated music into the game. Um, I liked the whole sequence at the very beginning where she, like she got her her iPod out of her locker and then was listening to the music as she was going through and and the music was all seemed really appropriate. I liked the music a lot. I want I don't are they selling a soundtrack for the game? Uh, uh, hopefully, I hope hopefully they will. It wouldn't have that many songs on it. Not yet. Yeah. Hopefully, like maybe three. maybe once the whole game is done, then they'll they'll sell a soundtrack for it because I would buy the soundtrack for this. Uh, I liked all the all the music that they had in there. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about it were I felt like the puzzles were a little bit like just kind of an afterthought, like the puzzle with the screwdrivers and the puzzle with the paint can. Yeah. 
Like, I don't think they needed that stuff. No, I, I think it would have been enough to just go through. I mean, just kind of yeah. go more of like a gone home direction or a visual novel direction and just have the time travel, you know, before yeah. like the sequences where she has to avo- avoid things or the sequences where it kind of gives you an extra dialogue option when you go back through the through the conversation a second time. And, and I felt like that would have been enough. And I felt like they felt like they had to put puzzles in there and they didn't really need to. And I mean, maybe they'll they'll listen to some of that feedback and kind of correct as they're doing the rest of the episodes. Um, but other than that, I thought it was fantastic. I can't wait for more of it. It actually gave me a little bit of a first season of Heroes vibe a little bit. Hmm. Don't say that. You're going to jinx it. The first season of Heroes is the only good season. <laughs> Oh no! What if episode oh. one is the only good episode? Steve, no, 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 because no, as long as no, well, they have a whole season. So as long as the first season of Life is Strange is as good as the first season of Heroes, didn't get bad until they tried to do a second season. It's okay. We're gonna rewind that. Yeah, and we're gonna rewind Steve that and say something and redo it. Actually, Steve can do that in post because Steve has time travel abilities as a yes. podcast That's editor, true. and we don't. This might not have really happened. You're right, Maddie. Yeah, this this whole conversation never happened. I Boring mean, conversation the live anyway. feed knows it. The live wow. feed is like our conscience. I'm going to go full minute black on them after the <laughs> after the show is over, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I know. I'm so really dark today. Go, I know. Go, I'm really go, dark go. today. Um, I, the other game that I played briefly, um, friend of the show Brie Mastin did a write up of uh, some games that she p- was playing I at Pack South. Oh yeah, yeah. she Brie, Brie Mastin's fantastic. Um, so she was going through a list, and uh, you know some of the games were ones I heard of, and then one of them was completely new to me called Black Ice which is in early access and it's basically a procedurally generated first person shooter that takes a lot of inspiration from Tron uh, where you're kind of walking around and hacking into servers and then getting attacked by all these kind of blue outlined enemies and, and uh, you have your own little spiders that you can have that can attack them and, and different weapons that you pick up. from loot from hacking these different servers and uh, it's it's very early access she actually happened to find an extra copy and send it to me after i was talking to talking to her about it um so i was playing that for like an hour the other night and it's it's early access so i'm interested to see what they do with it i don't know that i would recommend buying it yet but they do have a a free browser based trial that you can try and see if you if it appeals to you um but i i i you know i famously hate movies but i love tron what really yeah yeah I've always loved. Oh my god! Yeah, Steve, I hate Tron. This is going to be the you... end of our friendship. <laughs> Tron like, is not good. It's I'm not sorry. good, Steve. Thank you, Bree. Thank you for backing me up already. I like. I just kind of like how cheesy it is, and I like just the world of it. It's and... so boring. Nothing happens. I like Tron. I Whatever. like Tron. I think. Thank Tron you, is, Georgia. Is I do. I like Tron. No. 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 You're well, both not saying wrong. it's the Matrix or T two, but yeah. I like yeah. Tron. I mean, the the Derez from the Tron Legacy soundtrack is actually my ringtone on my phone and has been for years. Ugh. Okay, I liked Tron when I first saw it when I was like thirteen or whatever. But then rewatching it as an adult, I was like, yeah, "This is it's terrible." Awful. You it know, I, no it's sense. it's a little bit slow. You but gotta I, you gotta rewatch it. You're no, not I did rewatch it. I watched it. it for the first time a couple How years ago. How is it that you think T two is boring, but you can watch Tron and right. be like, "This is good." Yeah, come Steve, on, come on. I'm mad at you right now. <laughs> I'm mad at you because this undoes everything you've ever said before. If you can watch Tron and not get bored, I don't understand you. I, I don't know. Whatever. What do you think of Tron Legacy? What do you think of Tron Legacy? Whatever. Whatever. I don't know. I like. 
You know, I like the I like the like the cheesy eighties like vi- you know early three D graphics that are in that movie. I, like they appeal I, to me. I like the graphics. I like the music. I like the idea. The movie is not terrible. I don't know. I just kind of let the visuals wash over me. And you have to admit that the Tron Legacy soundtrack is really good. Yeah. Sure. I'm, okay. Fine. Tron Legacy. I didn't is... see Tron Legacy. I, I played the previews in iTunes and I was like, these are all right. I'm not going to buy it. That's yeah. my perspective. Tron Legacy was, was okay. I like Tron Legacy. I watched Tron Legacy too. Should Tron Legacy it? was fine. fine. I'll watch it. No I mean, it's that. not a good movie. Not a great it's, movie. It's, it's not, not horrible, Jupiter Ascending. It's not... Jupiter Ascending is so good. <laughs> don't good? tell me anything. I'm going to say Oh, it? my God. No. Okay. okay, it is. Don't, 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 don't tell, tell me anything. anything. No, I'm not okay. going to spoil it. I'm just going to say it is so unbelievably bad that I was oh. more entertained than I could possibly heard, have imagined yeah, I've heard it's being like a so bad, it's for good two scenario. hours. And that's it my is favorite type awesome. of thing. Do you know when you leave a movie and you're just like giving lines about it like, all the next day, it is so good, and I'm gonna go see it at least two more times. Okay, awesome. I'm, I'm not. I'm avoiding it then. Whatever. What? <laughs> I'm not there to see horrible movies. Like it has to be like Godzilla. No, bad it's good. George's Falconry time is precious, and she does not have time. Read, read Sam Mag's review of it over on the Mary Sue, and uh, and uh, that's just all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, read the review. I'm just going to go. You should, yeah. Just substitute my judgment for yours and go, go see that movie. So. Or just read the book. There must be a book that you can read. What? No. I what? Don't, what? I don't know. Steve, <laughs> go read the book of Tron. And yeah. There probably uh, is that. There probably is. Okay, I, you know what? Seriously, yeah. like the be- I my favorite part of Kingdom Hearts too was when they went to Tron. Yeah, Goofy and like the the Tron suit. Yeah, that, yeah. That was that, that was, was cool. that was pretty awesome. Look, I like the aesthetic of Tron. I feel like it is extremely slow paced editing it wise, is. and I don't know why they made that choice. It's a warm blanket of. of I don't understand of why they didn't make a script that made some sense. That's that's the part I don't. I don't get. know that they need that, but. They needed to edit it so that it was exciting, at least. Like, you can't have something not make sense and be boring. That's the <laughs> yeah. worst. You That's can't have problem. both of those. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry, anyway. Steve. I'm not I'm not picking on you. But yeah, you are, but that's okay. I'm so angry right now. <laughs> uh, you know what, Maddie? It wouldn't be. It, it's Podcasting is no fun without conflict, as Brie always says. No, I know. <laughs> We should probably wrap this up. I want to thank some of the people who tweeted about the show this week. Uh, Morgan C. Roberts, Ideology Light, Pirate Nami, Adite DB, Biohazard Princess, A.D. Hamilton, Joyce Yule, Mike Post, uh, VG Master 831, and everybody else who tweeted about the show. Thank you so much for telling other people about it. Uh, it really it really does help us out a lot. And, and we also got a lot of a lot of fantastic iTunes reviews this week. Um, including one that um, that came in the other day that I tweeted out that really touched us, it touched me, uh, you know, by saying that the podcast was, you know, one of the only gaming podcasts that they felt was a safe space for trans people. And that really, um, awesome. you know, that, that made me feel really good. And, you know, we had a lot of other fantastic reviews too. Uh, but, you know, it, it's good. It's always good to know that you're doing the right thing and, you know, people appreciate what you do. So we do, we do really appreciate um, all of those iTunes reviews, we won't, you know, we won't have the, we won't read them out, you know, dramatic readings like Georgia does on our other podcast. But yeah. well, um, I lo- we have to say the hi, I'm Sean, and I'm an isometric hol- isometrolic. <laughs> <laughs> like that's fabulous. 
Yeah, that is pretty good. I just think it's a different podcasting philosophy. You know, like Total Biscuit thinks like transgender people are someone you should make fun of, you know, and that's not our philosophy here on Isometric. No. Like we do something different. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just our, our philosophy. Yeah. So, I mean, we want everybody to be to be welcome here. So except for Total Biscuit, apparently <laughs> we 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 are guys. I think we're going to lose him as a listener this week. And I'm really worried about it. <laughs> TV, if you are listening, if you are listening, dude, tweet at me. I will give you a personal apology, TV, if you're listening to this week's show. Sorry we picked on you so much, man. I did a radio interview today, and a Gamergator called in and asked me to uh, to debate Total Biscuit. And I go, like, listen, and the guy's like, who's Total Biscuit? I'm like, well, he's basically like this uh, obnoxious frat boy YouTube star. <laughs> Like, you know, okay. like, oops, did I accidentally say that? So leave that in the show, please, Steve. Maybe okay, I will, so, I will do yeah. that for you. Awesome. I will do Thank that you. for you. Yeah, Not a fan. Yeah, I gathered. <laughs> <laughs> so you can uh, find the show notes for this show and every show at 5by5.tv slash isometric or at isometricshow.com. You can send us feedback via email to feedback at isometricshow.com. And you can, of course... Follow all of us on Twitter. The show's account is at Isometric Show. I am at Wicked Good. And Brie, where can people find you? Uh, just look under Facebook Trending or uh, go to the Twitter machine, which is a very exciting machine. And I'm Space Cat Gal. Oh, I thought you were going to say like hashtag uh, Law and Order SVU. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> Intimidation Game. Uh, yeah. I will be there. Great. <laughs> uh, Maddie, where can people find you? I am tweeting pics of the snow devastation that is my parking lot in at Samus Clone. Yeah, I might have to film some more Samus and Sagat this weekend, too. I'm a busy lady. Everybody should watch Samus and Sagat. Okay, anyway. Yeah, yeah. best show ever. Thank which you. Which is why it's winning 20 Academy Awards. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell anybody, but we're up for a lot of Oscars. <laughs> and Georgia, where can people find you? You can find me in my igloo and when I'm dog sledding and making strange sushi candy, which is awesome. Um, or on Twitter at George underscore Dow. So uh, thank you as always for listening and we will catch you next week. Have a good one. Wait, wait, wait. I have to say something. Yeah. Level completed. Yeah.